Good evening. Today is August 23rd, 2021, and it is 10.33 Eastern Standard Time, and you are tuning in to Detangle the Fro. I am your host, Megan Rivers, and I am just a woman owning my truths and bearing my soul. Y'all, it has been so long since I have gotten on the mic. I am super, super excited to finally be in a headspace where I am feeling super creative and I have a lot to talk about. Um, So, you know, we are living in the middle of a pandemic And, um, you know, I don't think I really need to expound on that much more because if you watch YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, Snapchat, the news, CNN, Fox, MSNBC or whatever it's called, any of those things, any of those mediums, whatever you decide to use to get your news, you know what the hell we are dealing with right now um so yeah (sighs) since we have been in this pandemic i have had a lot of moments where i am by myself um and what i mean is i have had the pleasure of being able to work from home um, since March of 2020, and then I went back into the office around May, and then I got a promotion, um, and then I went back into working from home, and so I've been home since August of 2020 now, um, and I absolutely love it, um, because I am, I, I don't want to use, like, these popular terms, Um, But I've been this before it was something to be Uh, as far as an introvert. I am a cancer. Um, So if you know anything about astrology, I really don't. Um, But I can just tell you about my personality and people who uh, have birthdays around the same time as me under the same moon as me. Um, I guess you can say, I don't know. But nonetheless, um, we all have similar traits where we are not that social. Um, We thrive off of like that individual one-on-one time or our alone time is very, very like important and vital to our whole survival. Um. Yeah, and when we say that we're emotional, it's not that we're walking around crying all the time. It's um, us being able to feel. We have a tr- like a a true and strong sense of feelings. So, in every aspect of a, of the noun of of a feeling, and the verb of actually feeling, um, like we encompass all of that within us, and so because of that. Um, that's what makes us emotional because we feel things, um, the things that people try to hide and mask, the things that people try to, you know, paint another way. We feel the true and raw emotion. So, yeah, on top of us being very um, intuitive 
and a couple other things. So anyways, I've had the pleasure of having a lot of alone time the last couple of months. And in having alone time, I have um, been able to pick out pieces of myself or my life that I was very um, unhappy with. And so I made a big decision and I started going to therapy. I have been in therapy now since September of 2020. And it has been amazing. It it has been honest. Um, I don't think I've had like breakdowns, but I've had moments where I felt like it was a breakthrough. At least I, I, I think it was a breakthrough. You have to ask the opinion of my therapist, who, by the way, is awesome. Like, I have to get her permission first. But if I can share her with y'all, like a conversation with y'all, man. She is amazing. But, um, yeah, I've been going to therapy um, every two weeks. Um, I think the most I have gone without seeing her is probably three weeks or probably now because she's on a break. Um, So my next session with her is September 10th. Um, But therapy has been amazing. It's um, It's been something that I didn't know that I needed. And it has allowed me to touch and actually grab a hold of a lot of my fears and things that caused me to be super nervous, um, things that caused me to act irrationally. Um, it's It's been able to allow me to not only see those things, like what's triggering or where those thoughts are come from, it's also allowed me to say it like so I see it I can I can speak to it I can touch it and because I can do all those things I can now make a change it's not so much of me changing the past but I can make a change because I can control how I feel and so now I can properly respond versus me reacting if that makes sense So I can have a moment where I, you know, remember a very unpleasant event that happened in the home when I was, you know, seven or six or something like that. Um, And I'm triggered because of a cabinet or something, just, you know, something loud being closed. And because of that, I can either react you know, and, you know, hey, don't close that cabinet like that. Stop closing them. You know, don't slam the cabinet and just me going off. Or I can acknowledge, okay, that loud noise startled me, but I'm okay. I'm safe. Okay, I was startled because of this, that, and the third that happened when I was this, that, and the third. Okay, but it's not happening now. It happened. You survived. You're okay. And so me being able to acknowledge the thought, the feeling, and the emotion in that moment, but then also reassuring myself in that moment that I'm okay, that I'm safe, that it's just a thought, that yes, it did happen. So I'm acknowledging that it did happen, but I'm also acknowledging that it's not happening right now. And so that's what 
has really been key in my healing process. Um, healing is, whew, it's ugly. Um, so be very, very careful of what you ask for because in order to heal, you have to be honest with yourself. And a lot of stuff that we go through, not as children, but as adults, you know what I mean? Of course, it's trauma that may have happened, you know, in previous relationships or in your childhood or, you know, with friends or family or, you know, something that you saw on TV, just anything. Trauma can happen in any way, shape or form. But it's up to us how we, you know, choose to respond to it. And a lot of times we, you know, ignore it, but it that anger, that frustration, that sadness, that fear, it comes out a completely different way. So whether it comes out on the day of that initial trigger or a couple of days later when you're triggered again. So now you're double triggered. You know what I mean? Like, okay, I was just I just had the same thought on Monday and here I am on Wednesday. No, it's time to go off like your body is in, you know, fight or flight and you're not trying to fly nowhere. So you ready to fight. So you upset. And so the the energy that you're giving off is this energy of frustration, madness, anger, sadness, you know, just all these things. And it doesn't so much make you toxic, but those are toxic emotions. And so because those are your filters, everything that you're saying or possibly doing, your reaction probably is toxic. But again, that's not a reflection of you. But people are not thinking like that. We're, you know, that that's not their thought. It's all oh, this you know, you, you crazy, you mad, you mean, you this, but it's, it's a whole bunch of stuff that's brewing beneath the surface that I'm not even aware of, but my body is. And so it's going to come out whether I acknowledge it or not. That's another thing we got to touch on another day. But in my healing, let me circle back. But in my healing, I have been so hesitant about something that's super super important with healing and that's boundaries I feel like I'm very good at acknowledging other people's boundaries but I don't feel like I am comfortable with setting my own I can easily tell my friends even my children you know about privacy about boundaries you know and people respecting your boundaries and you respecting other people's boundaries and explaining what a boundary is. I can do all of that. But when it comes to me setting a boundary for myself, I try to do it, but I'm not that successful in doing so all the time. Um, I've been more disciplined in setting boundaries and sticking to them, but it, it gets difficult at times. Um, and I think it gets difficult because I don't like to disappoint. So yes, I am... Hey, my name is Megan and I'm a people pleaser. Hi, Megan. Yeah, that's me. Um, I don't like conflict. I don't like um, my therapist. I wonder if she's going to listen to this. If she does, she's probably like, you were doing so good. And then here you go talking about that people pleasing bullshit. Girl, what's up? Um, but yeah, so like I don't like conflict. So I am the first person to I, I will quickly take accountability like, hey, yeah, it was my fault. Just blame it on me. I'm the first person to apologize. I'm like, hey, I'm sorry. It's you know what? Yeah, it's my fault. Um, 
you're absolutely right. Like I will bow out and bow down gracefully because I want to avoid conflict and arguments. Um, because I don't, I don't um, see arguments as something calm. And so it rattles my nerves and I start to feel like the adrenaline pumping, my heart racing and my stomach tightening. And I get like a um, this random headache. It's like it, it just I don't know if you've ever been in a car and you have to quickly press on your brakes. And so, you know, like if somebody jumps in front of you or something crazy like that to avoid, you know, an accident. But when you do that, your body, you know, um, jumps forward or whatever. And then your head starts to pound really, really hard. I don't know if that's just me, but that happens when I am super, super scared with my body. I think that's how my body feels fear or lets me know that my body is scared is because it produces this really, really intense headache. It's like a, it's no gradual, you know, oh, it hurts on my left side or on my temple and it's starting to feel like a cluster headache behind my left eye or, you know, it's moving up to my, the middle of my forehead or something like that. It doesn't, it doesn't do any of that. It just literally comes as quickly as it goes but when it's there it's intense and um almost debilitating if I could be quite honest and I hate that it always happens when I'm in the car because I have to quickly regather myself so that I can continue to drive because it's crazy but that's how I feel when I am presented with a conflict and I feel like somebody wants to argue and because of that, I find myself saying, yes, there is a boundary, but we can negotiate. How the hell am I allowing somebody else to negotiate, air quote on, negotiate my boundary? You know, that's so odd. But I'm being honest here. I have. Um, and it's always for the sake of not arguing. Whew. Yeah, September 10th can't get here quick enough because I need to talk to my therapist. This podcast is letting me see that. Back to boundaries. But because I want to avoid conflict, I have a difficult time holding strong to my boundaries. Now I have in the last couple of weeks, I can be honest, I've been more concrete on a couple of different things. And I can see that, you know, it's, it's no budging when I'm concrete about, you know, Hey, this is how I feel. And that's, you know, that's just what that is. Um, but I still try to give people wiggle room because I, I also would hope that when I needed grace, they would be able to give me wiggle room. Not so much for pushing a boundary, um, because I feel uncomfortable pushing other people's boundaries. Like, I, I acknowledge them, and I respect them, and I they just, they are where they are. Um, but for some reason, I haven't gotten to that point for myself. 
But a couple of things that I have learned about like boundary setting 101 for beginners, boundaries for dummies, you know, that kind of thing here. What I can say, like my, I would say like my top four things when it comes to setting boundaries are really, really simple. And it reminds me like, chill. No, you said no. And what they feel is totally on them after that. Um, Okay, so how do I do this boundary setting thing? Okay, get your pencil and paper out. It's time to take some notes. Okay, no, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. It's not even that deep, y'all. Um, I probably say like, oh, I have four points and I'll probably only give you two. Um, but it sounds like I'm giving you four because I'm talking a lot. But just bear with me, okay, folks? Just, just bear with me. So the first thing when it comes to setting boundaries is acknowledging what you want. So the whole point of a boundary is to basically keep you safe. That's the, that's the way that I create or how, how I see a boundary. A boundary is a wall. A boundary is, hey, this is a line that you do not cross. And the reason that you're not crossing that is because inside this box, on the other side of this space here, is my safe space. So a boundary is, hey, I don't want you to curse, you know, when you and I are having a conversation. I would like for you not to use those types of words. That's not controlling someone. That's just letting them know, hey, it makes me uncomfortable when you're using those words. So while you and I are having a conversation, do you mind to choose another choice of words? Another boundary is um, when it comes to like the workspace. You can, you know, you might have your manager or someone sending you an email and you get off at five o'clock and it's known five o'clock is when we get off. And so when you respond, setting that boundary would look something along the lines of, you know, not apologizing, just good morning and continuing on to answer that conversation or answer that question. My apologies for that um, word mix up. But answering that question and just, you know, putting in a reminder, hey, just wanted to also remind you that I, you know, work from eight to five. Anything that comes through my emails after five will be responded to the following day. Just wanted to give you, a, you know, just wanted to make sure I we communicated to one another. So now that boundary has been set, hey, you can send all the emails you want, but after five o'clock, they will not be responded to. So they're not looking for a response because it's already been set. Hey, that's not what I'm doing here. Simple, right? Um, so we said the first thing that you want to do is decide what you want. So that means your outcome. What's the, what's the purpose of this boundary? Is this boundary so that you don't feel obligated to answer a work email at six o'clock at night. Is this boundary so that you can feel comfortable in a workspace? Like, hey, I will, you know, a physical boundary. Hey, I would like for you not to sit this close to me. Or, hey, I would, you know, rather for us to only keep the conversation regarding, you know, just work, nothing more, you know, creating that space so that you can feel comfortable. Um. Sometimes those boundaries 
may feel like you're stepping on other people's toes. And that's probably because you are, like me, a people pleaser. And so when you think about a boundary, you're thinking about, okay, but such and such might need this at seven o'clock and I don't want her to be, you know what I'm saying? So it's now we're putting other people's needs in front of our own. And when you do that, you're erasing your boundaries. You're letting people know that, hey, she doesn't need alone time. Her time is my time because she didn't tell me that she needed to get off at five o'clock. So I'm just going to email her. And yes, I expect for her to email me back right now because what the, what is she doing? Hey. And so because that is not a boundary or because that line has not been set, that line will be crossed because there is no line. It's it's it will be crossed. And so now here you are upset, agitated, uncomfortable because you're doing something that you said that you would not do. So first things first, acknowledge what you want. Number two. Communicate what you want. You don't have to go into detail, but you can give the other party who the boundary is meant for your goal, your end result, your end game with your boundary. Um, So parents, um, we all know that as parents, a lot of privacy is gone the moment you have kids. Unfortunately, that is the case until they get older. But while they are younger, yeah, privacy is it's 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 pretty slim. But when the children become of age, a boundary can be okay, when mommy is in the bathroom, mommy, you do not ask mommy a question. You can go and ask your father or you can go and sit on the sofa. And when mommy is done in the restroom, may it be using the bathroom. Just when I come into this bathroom and I close that door, it doesn't matter what I am doing on the other side. You do not bother me. You do not knock on this door unless there is an emergency. And an emergency looks like somebody's bleeding, somebody's, you know, hurt, not breathing, you know, uh, those type of things. But I think that being honest with yourself about what your needs are and being able to effectively communicate what your needs are, those go hand in hand and they're anchors when it comes to setting boundaries. They are. They, they truly are anchors. Um, because they're, they're one, acknowledging that, hey, this is a boundary. And two, hey, this is the reason for the boundary. So you, you shouldn't have any questions. I said no. And the reason I said no is this. And again, you don't have to go into super, super grave detail. You can give the bare minimum. But in order for you to have that expectation and for somebody to actually meet it, we have to be willing to communicate. The thing about boundaries is you you cannot mentally set the boundary and be like, oh, I ain't doing this and he better not do that or she better not do this. They better not ask me to do nothing. You set all these boundaries in your head, but mm, 
Who did you tell these things to? Ah, no one. Yeah, I'm sorry. We're not mind readers. So now you're walking around agitated, upset, mad at the world because people don't understand you. And people keep pushing your buttons. And people keep sending you emails after 5 o'clock. Your children keep coming in the bathroom when you close the door. Your mama keep talking to you about what you should have did and when you should have did and how you should have did it. All because we haven't made our stake in the boundary world. All because we haven't communicated our boundaries. Yes, communicating, especially with some people who um, are privileged in a sense. And what I mean is they don't feel like boundaries um, apply to them. And the people in your life who these boundaries normally don't apply to in their head are like people who feel entitled to your existence, people who feel entitled to um, what you do with your life, people who feel like you would owe them something because they helped you out or they, they did this, that, and a third for you. And so because you, they did these things, they're entitled to know all these different pieces of you. Nobody deserves that unless you want to give it to them. It doesn't matter what they did for you. Don't let somebody blackmail you out of your peace. Don't do that. Do not allow anyone to ever tell you what they can and won't do when it comes to your boundaries. Because if you are important to them, they should respect them. Because if they don't, then they probably don't respect you. And if that's the case, why didn't your life? Family or not. Family or not. Let me say that again. Family or not. Sidebar, it's okay to cut off your relatives, y'all. It's okay. I know you love them. I know they. you think they mean well. But it's okay. It's okay. You can deal with them with a love and care and concern from afar. You can send them cards. You can call every now and then, however you choose. But do not allow tradition and relatives to put you in a space where you feel like you have to do something. Boundaries are for you. Boundaries are for your sanity. Boundaries are for your peace. Set them. Hold them and don't dishonor yourself for anyone, for anyone. (sighs) See, I knew I was going to do this. I knew that I was going to name two things, go into detail, and then forget the other two things. I knew I was going to do that. Hey, y'all, at least I was honest in the beginning. I only remembered two. I didn't write them down. This was in the car, spur of the moment kind of thing here. So, yeah. With that being said, I do love the space that we have collectively gone into, which is a space of healing. I am proud of us for collectively being honest with ourselves and seeing ourselves as broken, but 
um, being willing to put ourselves back together and not looking for someone to come and save us. I am proud of us for being graceful with not just ourselves, but each other. I see other men and women um, all over from what I see on the Internet. Y'all, that's that's it. Um, Just learning to love and be honest and to communicate with one another, to express to each other, you know, how they feel. And it's not a moment where they begin to argue like I I see I also see in real time the love um, that we all have for one another. Of course, life is life and things still happen. But I see us trying to love each other. I see black men trying to heal. I see black men trying to be honest with themselves about where they were broken and how they were broken and being honest about how their brokenness caused brokenness for someone else. I love that black men are owning their wrongs and righting their rights. Um, I love that. I love that black women are also doing the same and taking part in our healing. Um, I also love that black women are loving on other black women. It is such a beautiful thing how we are. And this is not new. It's just amplified more with, you know, social media. But I love to see and hear about black women loving on each other and honoring one another and just um you know building each other up I love that we do live in an age where it's digital and it's something as simple as a post can um you know somebody just posting a picture of themselves and you have 110 different people on there giving you the praise and just boosting your you know boosting your spirit like I love that because we deserve that I want us to know how amazing we are, how truly gifted we are. Because for so long, we hear all these negative things about ourselves and we hear what we cannot do and who we are not. No, who are you? You know, and a lot of times we hear the generic, oh, you're a king, you're a queen. Beyond that, who are you? God created us in what? The image of God, right? The likeliness, right? Similar. So if God is a creator, then what are we? We are two creators. So seeing ourselves in our true light, seeing ourselves as brilliant, not just, you know, these, oh, you're smarty. No, brilliant. These minds that could create worlds and universes. These minds that can create works that will be here for ages to come. These minds that can create music. You know, like we have so much, but we have to get beyond ourselves. And I'm not about to sit here and tell us what we need to do. We can, we'll figure it out. We'll get there. But right now in this moment, I just want to say I'm proud of us for seeing that there was an issue and deciding to take our bullshit and 
turn it around for the good. I love that we are all um, collectively striving for greatness. Or I'm not even going to say striving as if it's never coming. I love how we're all standing in our greatness. I love how we are all honoring ourselves. I love how we are all taking a path to a better us. And it it looks so amazing. Like I see people stepping out into, you know, from careers that they thought that they wanted to do into entrepreneurship or changing into new careers. I love to see people. Um, I love to see us being financially literate. I love hearing about how, you know, somebody was able to do a trade and it, you know, yielded them two or three thousand dollars within five or ten minutes. Like I love the generational wealth and the health that's being built now. And it's off of the shoulders of our ancestors, our parents, our great grandparents, our grandparents, our aunts, our cousins that came before us. And I I love that we are just deciding to do better. I love that. And I'm proud of us for that. Um, So, yeah, this is probably, I would say, one of my favorite conversations right now is about boundaries. Yeah. Because I love to see people being comfortable. Because um, it's, it's, it's something different about being happy and then being comfortable in your happiness. Not content, like you're staying there, but just being truly happy and truly comfortable and having and, and you creating your own safe space within whatever world you have created for yourself. Because then you're able to thrive and you're not thriving out of survival. You're thriving out of love. So it all plays a big part in our circle of life. Shout out to the Lion King. Um, But I just I I I want us to continue on this journey of self-love. I want us to continue on this journey of um, true self-care, not just the oh, I'm going to get my hair done, my nails done, but working out and um, reading and, you know, higher education, starting businesses, being strategic and intentional about what we do, you know, what we do with our money, buying properties, um, going to therapy, um, being in healthy relationships where you're communicating with your partner. Like, I just, I love that our children will be able to sit in the shade of the trees that we are planting now. But I want us to continue to move forward and give it our all. Strive to do your absolute best because our ceiling is their floor. So where we stop, that's where they start. So let's give them a hell of a start. Okay, I want you all to be blessed and have a great evening. Set a boundary for yourself in the next couple of days. I would love to hear about it. Talk to you later. Bye.